Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I read this out last week, and we said we'd try and follow up on it. This is a caller um, who was talking to a woman of, her words, let me say, advanced years, uh, who takes great comfort, as many people do, in visiting the Holy Trinity Church on a regular basis. But these days is no longer going in there because she's afraid of heroin addicts or she's afraid of walking on a needle, getting an infection. And the person who called us had gone in there themselves to see and the place was littered with spoons and needles and wrappers and tinfoil and other sorts of paraphernalia. And look, they're addicted, the people who do this. It's a health condition to some extent. But the caller was wondering, is there an addict listening or is there someone who works with addicts listening who might ask them to stay out of the churches? Because this friend is feeling isolated and has lost, if you like, that little outlet in their day. They're afraid now to go to the Holy Trinity Church for fear of something happening to them after finding all that paraphernalia in the church. And the chances are there are other places too, possibly even other churches. So we thought about it and we were wondering how would we follow up on this? And we said one man who'd know and probably know the scene very well would be an old friend of the show, Bernard O'Hare. Bernard, we brought this to your attention, and I think you can identify with what our caller is saying. Oh, absolutely, and I totally kind of uh, agree with the with the email that you received. You know, um, it was good of the woman to emphasise, you know, the sickness of the addiction, mm-hmm. but in desperation, I suppose she's reaching out to people who may know addicts or who work with addicts to ask them to sort of stay away from the churches. Yeah. You know, um, that's due to this lady, been an old lady feeling isolated because that's her place of worship, PJ, yeah. you know. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's the only one um, out there that is affected by that, Just not just by, I suppose, not being able to go to church, but staying away from different areas and businesses, etc. Mm. because of this, you know. I mean, it's there right slap bang in the city centre. Uh, we know that that area, there are many people with addictions, and I suppose sometimes they're just going out of the cold and the wet. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, Peter, the, what's not looked at is the, the fact that uh, it, come, it doesn't come into play or come into mind whereby 
you know, um, oh, I best not go into this because it's a church, or I best not go in here because it's a doorway of a business, you know. Mm. That's not the first concern, same way as, unfortunately, and uh, I suppose people look at it in different ways, but unfortunately the thought for cleaning up after yourselves or after shooting up isn't there, you know. The, the experts would tell us that in that moment, you just don't care. First of all, you don't care where you do it. You need to do it. you got to do it now. You can't wait another second. Maybe shelter might be the only thing you look for. And then afterwards, yeah. well, you know, you don't even think. No, because I mean, I've seen this myself, been through the homeless system and, you know, going through the hostels um, years ago and then through, I suppose, the voluntary sector and witnessed countless amounts of people um, shooting up and, you know, they'd zone out for a couple of minutes or whatever and then off they go. You know, it's like, you know, you could be, I've seen people sitting in doorways where they're surrounded by needles and they're surrounded by the, the paraphernalia that's handed out, you know, that they're using to inject and up they just get and off they're gone down the road, you know. And it is it is a sad fact, like, but it's people always say, ah, why can't you clean up after yourself? And I get that, and we all get that. The, the, I suppose the principle and the idea of cleaning up after oneself in that regard, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah, in that moment, you don't you don't think you're not capable of thinking. No, no, and I mean we we we've seen so many of the best of the best people, um, both male and female, big hearts. They've you know despite their. Um, surroundings and their circumstances and they just they're succ- they succumb to this stuff this is what it's doing you know but like uh, in regards to the email as well though pj i mean you know yeah you have to have compassion and empathy and understanding or, or a must in order to try and you know understand i suppose the mind frame of an addict but and, and again i was a drug addict myself so what i'm going to say is not a judgment or thinking i'm better than anyone but it, it's a bare fact that it's grossly overlooked and that's like victims of crime and the, vic- the people who are on the other side of this too, which needs to be talked about and discussed, I think, in order to sort of find a way forward, a solution as such, you know. Do any of the voluntary groups that, that work with addicts, do they ever say to them, look, would you think about cleaning up after yourself or is it even worth having that conversation when, when someone is, in, is lucid enough to listen? I've no doubt, I've no doubt about it. It's a very, uh, I won't say taboo, that's the wrong word, but it's a very difficult situation um, to sort of approach someone in the, wherever you may find them, be it in, in, you know, churches or doorways or businesses or whatever, and say to them, you know, oh, do not clean up there after yourself, because you're more concerned with, are they safe after injecting? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, health-wise, are you okay? Um, and if they say, yeah, so well, why, turn on their own, clean yourself. Or clean up after yourself. It it, it almost creates, a, a, I suppose, a, a difficult situation. You know, you could turn around and you could have a piece of situation where you're talking to someone in that spot. But then if you suggest something like that, you're like, do you know yourself what could come next? Yeah, you do. You know, I mean, in one way, what you're supposed to do there, and I suppose in any sector, really, never mind just the voluntary sector, is when you're, it's it's words of encouragement, not 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 put downs. Yeah, you know. Does does it further build the case, Bernard, and we've all talked about it many times, does it further build the case for an actual place for people to go? 
I I actually believe that it does, and I'm actually pro uh, injection centres, and I'll tell you why. Um, obviously, first and foremost, and it's not against the general public, but first and foremost is the safety of of the addict is paramount. But I think people have a lot of a misconception about what will go on and what will happen in and around the the. It's just say, for instance, now there was a an injection centre there in the city in the morning. I think people haven't got much clarity around how it would work. Yeah, I was watching some videos on it myself. Only last night, just to sort of have a you know a better understanding too, and from the ones I've seen, especially in Canada, there in America, uh, you know, no one's ever died in any of the injection centres. Um, it's a safe and supporting environment. You know, there's clean needles, properly safety and safety disposed of, whereby you're going to reverse overdoses, reduction in diseases, reduction in discarded sort of like drug paraphernalia. Mm. You know? Plus it cuts down on the kind of distressing site that's meeting our correspondent here, the person who got onto us. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And it's a very valid concern. Again, PJ, I think you pointed it out perfectly there. So I can go that. I think by having these conversations, we can work towards actually maybe looking at the injection centres because I, I think that, being honest about it, people feel like they're not being listened to. And yes, we're talking again about the compassion and understanding for the addict, but at the same time, just people there with genuine concerns, um, you know, all women having to stay out of masses, uh, people taking the long way around on the on a usual journey because it's now become a black spot, mm. you know. So I think that if we actually had a proper debate to talk about it, then it might actually go somewhat towards alleviating the problem because that's exactly what it is. It's a massive problem. Sometimes we have to have the uncomfortable conversation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it there now, I mean, it's in community centres, it's, it's you know, playgrounds, it's it's in housing estates, it's it's all over the place, mm. you know, and we can't keep kind of like standing around scratching our heads and wondering why it's got so bad and what we can do about it. And then the other side to it too is look at all the, all the people who are um, overdosing. I mean, during the last few years, you know, we've always talked about this before, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, even the lads that I would have known, like, I didn't know friends myself when I came to Cork, I was starting off, and, like, Leon and, you know, lads like that had tragically passed away since, and you just look, you talk to their families and their, their, their kids who, you know, grew up without parents because mm. of this stuff, and yeah. there's just, I, I believe as well, there's so many different positive ways uh, that an injection centre could bring about, but yeah. like a homeless hostel and like everything else, we see the problem there, but the problem then starts with, right, we want it sorted, but I'm not having it in my area. Yeah. You know, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if you look at, if you're more concerned, like, with the amount of people in the area, then maybe consider looking at the possibility of the injection centre. Yeah. But again, that will come through sitting down and dialogue and talking to people and hearing both sides of it. Bernard, whenever you're on, people always want me to ask you, how are you doing yourself these days? Ah, uh, I'm okay. I, 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 I wasn't in a great place there for a while, you know. Yeah. Um, that slip I had there last year caused me a lot more problems than I would have liked, I suppose. And then, just mm. the, I suppose the mental health aspect wasn't too great lately. So, well, look, I keep trying and, and I, know, I know there's help there. It's, there's no shame in it. It's difficult. But look, it's, it's there. You're still able to put two feet on the floor in the morning, and any day you can do that's a good day, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely. 
And as well, just as I said just before we go, we're at and PJ that. And whereas that concern from that email is a genuine concern, yeah. And I'm not asking people to to look past their morals if that's the right word or whatever. When when they're thinking about injection centres or whatever, just think about the families and 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 the kids of those who have died from overdoses. And yeah. I think that if we work together, that we can lessen the the burden as such on all of us. You know, Bernard, as always, mate, look after yourself. You too. Take care of yourself. That's Bernard O'Hare, a good friend of the show. Um, he reminded me to tell you of the man we spoke to a few weeks ago um, on the programme. If you should find discarded needles anywhere, and I'm assuming the back of a church would be just uh, as important a place to tell him about as anywhere else. His name is Frank Horgan, and uh, he can be contacted anytime, and his team can be contacted on 086 025 5410. Uh, Frank Horgan, 086-025-5410. If you find drug paraphernalia anywhere, do not attempt to touch it or remove it yourself. But Frank and his team can help. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Hear the full show on our app, by podcast, or on 96FM.ie. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.